I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. We're not you You're Puerto Rican? Yeah, you're Puerto Rican. Appreciate it if we would use the term biblical. Because this is for the Rasa. This is for the Rasa. Mucha crema, tus tacos, y se te quema el arroz. Rasa, Rasa. This is for the Rasa. Hell yeah, Mojo. Rasa. What's going on, mi gente? Welcome back to another episode of For Christ y Cultura. I am more than excited for this episode. So, for the very first time, and for a long time coming, we got some special guests. If you already didn't know by the intro, if you don't know who they are, then you should know. But... I am here as regular with my co-host, Caro, aka La Colombiana, wearing a Mexican shirt. Hey! <laughs> so we live on Facebook, we live on YouTube, we live, we testing some programs out, but we here and we in, in full effect. But today is a special day because, like I said, it's been a long time coming. And we got the homies, my dudes, my guys, the Reform Rasa podcast is here live with For Christ Cultura. What's going on? This is Reform Rasa. Oh, yeah. We're about to get it in. And what up, everybody? It's Pastor Vic right here. Long time coming. Glad to be here. Thank you guys for joining us on our episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So this has been a long time coming. You guys started your podcast about the same time that we did. I don't know um, why you're clapping. Oops. I'm talking. Sorry. That was, that was my bad. So you guys started your podcast kind of around the same time as we did. I heard about you guys because of Martin. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We've been, we've been like doing this side by side for almost a year, right? You guys almost have a year going in. One year anniversary. Yeah, coming up. So if I remember correctly, actually, I remember bumping into like a like a trial episode that you that Jonathan had back in like 2018. I think they did it when the first Avengers Infinity War came out. Yep. And they were talking about that one. And so when you guys actually did the, the actual first one, it was when Endgame came out. Yes. So I remember listening to that. Yes. That one. So we got some people tuning in already. We got Eddie. He said, Buen Tema. What's up, Eddie? You guys can see that comment on the on there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. And we got Pam. Pam, what's good? She's a, a regular I'm listener feeling. to our yeah. live stream. What's good, Pam? Josue is not here, as you guys know. Uh, obviously, he's not here on the screen. <laughs> but he had to, you know, he had to be a, a father. He's been doing a lot of things this week, so uh, Amen. we, you know, we gave him, you know, that's that we we, we will allow for that, you know. The family is more yep. important than this podcast. 
you know. Amen to that. Of course. But, um, okay, so you, what you guys were saying? No, yeah, just uh, I, I remember bumping into uh, uh, your your pre-trial episode, I guess, if you could call it. And then I remember hitting you up and you're like, oh, no, that's not even the real thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then uh, later on, like a year later is when you like you actually, well, I don't know if it was a year, but sometime after that, you're yeah. like, all right, this is the official one. And then that's when we came out almost with the our first episode at the same time, almost. All right. So let's get into this. Since we have you guys on, I want you guys to introduce. Everybody knows this is our show, so everybody knows me and Caro, but people don't yeah. know who you are. So you guys are Reform Raza, and tell. So now introduce yourselves, each and every one of you. Uh, who are you? What is Reform Raza? Go ahead, Victor. All right. Well, what up for everybody listening? It is Victor Velasquez, and I'm one of the co-hosts for uh, Reform Raza. I serve, I serve as an assistant pastor at my church. And I just remember uh, uh, one time Martin coming up to me and saying, hey, I got this idea for this podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for, 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 a, co- for a co-host. And uh, originally he was going to do it with his wife, but he, he asked me to do it. He asked our brother uh, Justin right here. And I, I got to tell you the truth. Me, I, I'm mixed. I'm introvert and I'm extrovert. So sometimes I can be silent and then other times I can just, I can just uh, speak it out. And so, so when you hear the podcast, sometimes you won't be hearing me speaking, and other times you're just gonna be be hearing me hear me go off straight yeah. fire, <laughs> straight fire, silent but deadly, silent but de- yeah. what? <laughs> Not that kind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love being a part of this podcast. It just uh, it also encourages me to to get deeper into the word to know what we're gonna be talking about. And right. so, I mean, my heart's desire as a pastor is always to encourage the sheep, encourage the people that are hearing. And that's my goal. My heart behind this podcast is that to see people edify through this and if people get saved through the podcast, then amen to that. And so, but, but my my, my intention, my heart is always to edify the sheep around us. And so that, that's my heart as a pastor in this podcast. Amen, amen. That's awesome. So, Justin, what about you? Yeah, the same. Martin asked us to be a part of the podcast during October of 2018. And then from there, we just started moving forward, started planning how we were going to do it, what we were going to start addressing, how we would start. And it started with these same microphones that we have now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, just the cheap $35 ones on Amazon. We got those. And then we started with a mixer that we already had from our church. Yep. And then from there, um, that thing broke. Yeah. And then that thing <laughs> broke. So we had to get our new one. But then, yeah, and who I am, my name is Justin Corona. I don't know. I, I, I guess you could say, I don't know, who am I? You're a father, you're a husband. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. bro. Come on. Don't be getting all shy of being on our show, bro. Handy oh, man. Hey, this, handy man. This guy does I, everything. I do uh, various numbers of different jobs. Uh, I used to do general con- construction. Now I do pool business. Let's see. I'm a leader out of my church. I help out with uh, various different things at my church and that's pretty much me, I guess. And I love burritos, so. Yes, he does. <laughs> no. Don't I'll eat these guys. And last hey. but not least, who are you? Who is that guy? Who, who is that? Who's that guy in the middle? That that ball-headed bottle right there. Straight from <laughs> Mr. Clean. <laughs> Mr. Clean. <laughs> My name is Martin Velasquez, and yeah, man. So I had this idea of this podcast, like around late last late last year late and 2018 my personal conviction was just to share biblical truth to the rasa because you know we as christian rasa we are very zealous people we are a very humble people loving people and but one thing that i saw missing was like man uh, some real 
biblical truth being expressed and so you know just i wanted to do something for the raza because two things i don't really see a lot of christian content that is directed to la raza that people can relate to and not only just relate to but be edified by and so that's that was my purpose in in, in doing this that we want to build up the body of christ and in, in a theological way and just have something entertaining something to listen to some, something that I can look at and be like, man, that's, that dude looks like me. You know what I mean? I can relate and I can be edified by. And, uh, you know, our conviction is just to bring biblical truths to La Raza. You know what I mean? Dope, bro. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you guys, bro, for all of you. And as you guys know, this, it's tradition around here for us to have nicknames. So... I kind of prepared for this, but you guys, if you guys have a nickname, you guys could, could say, but I want to give you guys nicknames real quick. So, hey, are, are we getting involved in the gang now? Or? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a, it's, it's a Latino thing, dog. It's a Latino thing, like either from your family or from like the hood, you got a nickname. So I want to, I'm going to let you guys go first. What, what, if you guys had a nickname, what would that nickname be? Um, I can't share that because um, I'll get arrested. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, my name is Marti Velasquez, a.k.a. Mr. Firme. That's why everybody calls me Firme because I use that word a lot. Firme this, Firme that. So, when people see me, they're like, hey, Firme. So, I'll be, I'm Martin, a.k.a. Firme. Martin, a.k.a. Martin, Mr. AKA. Firme. There you go. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the last nickname that people used to call me when I used to work with these guys at Duffy Bus, they used to call me Guapo. <laughs> that ain't no lie, bro. That ain't yeah, no lie. No, no. Justin Corona, aka Mr. Cheerleader, aka Mr. Wapo, aka Miklo. Miklo. So what? what? Hey, only my OG. <laughs> so if you guys have heard our podcast you know why i uh threw those nicknames out by the way and okay so what what about you what about you victor i got a nickname for you but i'm gonna let you do do your do your nickname first and a bunch of people call me a bunch of different names i worry they call me el gordo and for short professor Vic, they call me pv uh i've never heard that I've never they heard used that to call either. me that uh vic rick i uh, like better vic, vic rick, rick. Cause that's uh Victor. My middle name is Ricardo, so Vic Rick. It's kind of like that's your Instagram name. That's my Instagram yeah. name too, Vic Rick. Vic Rick. That's how you chosen, huh? Yeah. So we got uh, Eric tuning in. He said, that's "Okay, Mister Firme." Hey, that, that, that's 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 Firme E. That's little E right there. Eh? That's the homie right there. So so yeah, Victor, aka the Latino MacArthur, bro. That's that's my nickname hey, for you. Hey, that's my nickname hey, for you. You know, no, no, but it, I mean, it isn't a bad thing, bro. Because I think if you guys have not listened to the Word Con Sazon, our, our the podcast on our network, it's called the Word Con Sazon, and we have preachers and teachers and people under care pursuing ministry, and we have their sermons up there. And Victor is one of them that we we put up there. And uh, dude, when you preach, bro, like. I don't know. I feel it, bro. I feel. I. I love how you preach, bro. You're so bold. Like that's why I think the nickname the the Latino John MacArthur, bro, is. I think it's is suiting. You know. Hey, hey Juan, Juan MacArthur. Because Juan, because look, Juan MacArthur, he knows how to preach, bro. You know, he does. He does absolutely. 
Hey, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. The Latino MacArthur. The Latino <laughs> MacArthur. I'm done with that. Okay, so Caro, um, let's get into this uh, first first couple segments then. We have a game for y'all. And um, this is just get to continue to get to know you all and for our listeners to get to know you. So it's uh, two truths and a lie. So we're going to start with, I mean... You guys can pick who wants to start, but we need two truths and a lie, and then John and I have to guess which is the, which is the truth, which is the lie. I mean. All right. So well, two truths and a uh, lie. Go ahead. If you guys didn't prepare oh, okay. and read the itinerary, then uh, you on the spot now. So see what that's what you get for being unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, hey. I prepared. So I don't hey, know you go first, and you go first. You, you, go first. Already, you already named my cheerleader once, and so not to pick something else. No. <laughs> Hey, yeah. you want me to go first? Yeah, okay, go first. anybody. All right. All right, here's a here's here's the three one. I baptized my kids. Number two is I serve I serve as an assistant pastor. Number three is I'm more into art than I am in, into sports. So mm. we got to truth the we got to pick the truth, right? I mean, no, the lie. Oh, we got to pick the lie. Okay. Yes. Uh, What's a lie? Dang. Okay, Caro, Caro, you go first. <laughs> you baptize your kids. Mm, all right, John, what do you say? What do you say? I want to hear you. I think, <laughs> I think, I would say, I would say you're probably into art more than, more than your, more than, oh. sorry. Feed <laughs> my ringtone. <laughs> That's my ring. That was, that was my wife calling. That was, uh, that was what I got from my wife. My bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, so I think, yeah, that, that's that's what I think. I already said mine, so. All right, so how does it go? The lie first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The lie is that I baptize my kids because I don't have any kids. Oh, <laughs> damn. We should have known, bro. Hey. Should have known. Hey, no, no, no. You should have heard the word consasona. I talked about singleness. You did, bro. Single. You did. I did listen to the word consasona. Bro. If, if <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it before everybody else does, because I, I did a preaching about singleness and how I, as a single person, am encouraging the singleness that it's 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 a gift and it shouldn't be known as like God's curse to me or anything, but that singleness is a gift based on First Corinthians chapter seven, and so uh, that, that's why I said that I baptize my kids. It's a lie because I'm There's single. No <laughs> <laughs> There is no kids. I didn't even know. I just thought i don't know maybe so no but you won i guess you won you picked it correctly yeah because that's what you said yeah yeah so you're good okay so martin what about you bro okay mine all right i've stabbed someone before i've gone to jail before i've i met my wife in my neighborhood which one is a lie those are all possible reasons the lie is about the wife (laughs) oh no yes okay i remember now The lies about your wife because yeah, because on your on one of the, on one of the episodes you said <laughs> that you went to another neighborhood and you were kicking it there and you met your wife in another like rival neighborhood but you chose to go there. Nah, oh, no, 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 no. She no, she grew up in a rival neighborhood. Ah. <laughs> That's what I said. No, the lie is that I've stabbed someone before. I never stabbed anybody before. That's right. God hit the knife, kind of, right? Is that what the happened? 
<laughs> okay, now Justin. All right, let me see. I've gone to jail. I've have a tattoo, and I have owned a Barbie doll at one point. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, hold on, hold on. You, you have went to jail. I've, you got a tattoo, a tattoo, or you owned, owned a Barbie doll. Gato, <laughs> <laughs> why you pick it. a hard game? I'm not. It, it's, it's a good game. I feel like I want to play this with all our guests. If it's not like theology, like I'm like an airhead. Pretty much. Oh my gosh. Please don't. Okay, so. Um, okay, so I say the lie is. So I think the lie is that you went to jail. Yeah, I would okay. say. I would say go to jail, bro, too. No. The lie is I don't have a tattoo. <laughs> no. I've, I've never been incarcerated. I've gone to jail. We do ministry in jail. Ah, uh, okay, um, okay, okay, okay. When I was a kid, I forgot who. Somebody bought me a, a Ken Barbie doll. And I ended oh up God. for a while. <laughs> but that was a kid. No, no, no more. <laughs> but yeah. Dang, that, that was a good one. We got like, what, one out, one out of three? That's what we got, Kyle? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One out of three. Well, all right. Not bad, not bad. That, but I like this game. Yes, that that was good. <laughs> that, was that was really good. <laughs> okay, you guys kind of already shared a little bit of who you guys are before we get into this main topic because this main topic is something that both of us are very very passionate of, both for Christ yeah. Cultura and uh Reform Raza are very passionate about. Give us some of your give us some of the best episodes that you think you guys ever recorded. Like what are the topics that you guys hit? On your podcast, oh. I think the best ones would be our our latest theology series when we started on justification by faith, yeah. adoption, sanctification, and we we've, we've gotten a lot of uh, positive reviews on those. People have hit us up and be like, "Man, like I'm so grateful for you guys that not only are you guys like raza Hispanic Latino, but you guys mm -hmm. are bringing some real truths that that people can relate to." And just recently, we got a message um, from one of our followers and said, man, after listening to your justification episode, and I, he said, I was set free. You know what I mean? Like, it set wow. me free. Because, you know, that's that's a foundational doctrine yeah. that we don't usually hear a lot in, you know, in our Hispanic com Christian community yep. is a doctrine of being justified by faith. You know what I mean? And that that was a doctrine personally that's very near and dear to my heart because that's exactly the the doctrine that, that kind of set me free as well. You know what I mean? Knowing what Jesus mm -hmm. did on the cross for me, how I am saved and secure in him. Mm -hmm. And to be able to bring that truth to to our people is, is, is man, it's a blessing. You know? <laughs> Bro, that is that is amazing. I think I honestly think that that is the reason why we do this to hear stories like that. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, because yeah. it's similar to yeah. us. It's it's very similar to us. Like we started this podcast because number one, we didn't see any representation of who we were. Number one, we are unapologetically Latin, Christian, 
unapologetically Latino and unapologetically dope. That's our that's our tagline. And we didn't see yeah. much of that out there. And number two, we all come out of churches and and very, very abusive places in our lives. And when we really understood the gospel, I don't know about you guys, and it sounds like you guys had the same experience, but when you guys came across the true gospel, like it was liberating. It was yeah. It was the yep. it was like people say it's like being born again. You know, I, I believe that I was a Christian before before I like even understood it completely. But I would say that I I really did feel assurance. I did feel just I don't know. I felt like I was I belonged to Christ and and I was yeah. his, you know what I mean? Well, it's like Martin Luther said. He says, like, the doors of, of heaven, the windows of heaven were opened up. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, uh, any light is coming upon you and, like, to receive the Lord, you know? This is a difference where we're not trying to hit uh, people that are already, you know, sound in theology, if that makes sense. You know, people that already know their stuff. This mm-hmm. isn't really for them, although it could be edifying to them. But we want to reach those people that are not used to hearing theological words or they're not really uh, familiar with such, you know, biblical doctrines and, you know, things like that, or people just coming out of, you know, maybe a, a different background coming into, you know, a theological uh, background. We want to hit those people that kind of like transitioning or want to get, to get a little bit deeper into the <clears throat> word of God. I, the way I see it is, is like when, when Jesus came, he said he came for the Jews first. And, and it's sort of like that with, with our, with our podcast where we're hitting the Latino community first. And, and then, and then I think the next, the next person or the next audience that we see is those that are just starting the faith, the beginners, the, mm. the, 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 what do you call those? The baby Christians. Yeah. So, so I, so like we, so of course, like with our name, Reform Rasa and La Rasa community, like that's, that's our, that's our our target but that's not our only audience that we're targeting yeah yep. and so it's like a slight i guess you could say like a slight shift so it's like that that's our target but then at the same time we're also targeting new believers yeah mm. dope that, that's awesome one of my some of the fav, most favorite episodes that i've had has been the ones that you guys have with your wives uh, yeah. the two <laughs> yeah well yeah the two the first one was the first one was Oh, yeah, the Christ Center family. Yeah, Christ Center family, and then the other one was how to be a Christian woman in like a something society. I don't remember. Yeah, in a liberal society. Yeah. So that's been one of my favorite, one of like a couple of my favorite episodes, bro. I I loved hearing you guys interact, you know, because that's kind of how you know where people are at. Oh, uh, when when yeah. you know you see them with their wives, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man, and yeah, those episodes are always fun just to bring a. Mm-hmm. The wifey's on. My wife, she's always she always gets super shy. Like if we would do a, like, a video thing, she'd be like, like, oh, what do I say? You know. But she she gets nervous on the mic. But when we're not on 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 the mic, she, you know, we can me and her chop it up about some real deep, you know, theological truths. And mm-hmm. but you put a mic in, in in her face, and she gets all nervous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, so. if you guys are barely listening to our show, but if you guys have been longtime listeners, we have a segment called uh, Song of the Week. And this week, it is my turn to pick a song. And I will tell you straight up that I had a hard time picking a song because there's so many dope songs that I wanted to pick. So the hardest part for me was picking one that I wanted to play and wanted to share. But then I found this song 
And uh, I was like, okay, this is it. Especially because it's about, maybe it's not about, but it's it's related to us. So I'm going to play that right now for, for you guys. And um, you guys who are watching our live stream will get to get the opportunity to actually see the video of it. So, oh wow! Um, I gotta clarify. Number one, we don't own this music because this is live streaming. But we do this segment to support and to promote uh, good Christian hip hop, and maybe introduce you to some artists or some songs that you've never heard about. So, yeah. So, without further ado, this is this is my song of the week, and maybe you guys have already heard it before, but it is called uh, Span English. It's feature. It's by Arise, featuring EGR, featuring Z, and featuring Joey Vantes. So oh. this is this is it. So for Crisis Cultura, we'll see you on the other side. Su amor es como olas. Yo soy su gran ave. Jesús me controla. Yo soy su representante. Adelante su mensaje. Su hijo falleció por nuestros pecados. Pero Resucitó Es la razón que yo salto Es la razón que yo canto Estaba perdido en el mundo bien crudo Comiendo menudo Nunca pensé que quisiera un borracho Casi me mato en el trago Ya no iba a amanecer Como si fuera un mago Me iba a desaparecer Iluminamos el barrio como unas 50 patrullas Nuestra misión es que abran los ojos Parecen un baby dormido en su cuna Sientes que el es lo que ayuda Si casi te mata la cruda Soldados tenemos la cura y no hablo de That was Span English, but Arise, ERG, Z, and there's somebody else on here. Oh, Joey Vantes, bro. Joey Vantes. So, what you guys think about that song? Ooh, that was hard, bro. I know some of those words. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. Hey, that's hard, bro. That is hard right there, bro. I'll bump it. I'll bump it. Yeah, bro, bro. So I was on YouTube, right? And I was like thinking, I was like, I'm telling you, I had a hard time picking this song of the week. And uh, I was on YouTube and I was I was scrolling things. And then I just saw Span English and I clicked on it, bro. And I was like, yo, this is it. Like I already knew it. This yeah. is it. This is the song. This is what I'm picking. So Julie... Isn't that your wife, bro? Yeah. Okay, Julie gave us thumbs up. What's up, Julie? <laughs> and then Eric said, "What's the song of that? What's the name of that song? That song is called Span English by Arise. You could find it on YouTube on our So this is going to be a podcast 
and on our show notes we will have the the links to all to this song so yeah so i picked this song bro like Number one, they're 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 Christians, and number two, they're Latinos. So you you seen them over yeah. there sporting? They had one of the dudes had the the like um, the Mexican soccer team jersey on. Yeah. And just just the fact that they're speaking Spanish English and talking about how God rescued them from their sin, and yeah. the fact that it is like a song that you could bump, and. It's not like a old school sounding song. It's like a very current, upbeat, dope song. Yeah. So I don't know. Was, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if, if you noticed the the song that were they were bumping in the beginning, pulling up on the truck. Yeah, that's a Christian corrido from Oscar Ovidio, and that that oh. right there is basically talking about the same thing. How he used to be a narco, he used to be this you know druggie, and the Lord set him free. The what? Preacher word. No, yeah, bro. that's my role right there. Kids like that Easter rola, egg. Too. <laughs> that's jonathan's next song of the week that is gonna be, yes if i find that song bro you're gonna send me the link and that will be my next song so so the wifey of justin corona said the wifey here what's up to jc he jc said we need to do a rap bro and our our homie jerry said stop it y'all need to do corridos hey. yeah i'm i'm down for that i like corridos Actually, hey, bro, I'm down with the Christian corridos, bro. Have you heard of the corridos cristianos, bro? Yeah. I, I know I haven't, bro. I have a student at work that has been teaching me about corridos. You know what? There is, there is, there is some. Look, there is some. I don't know if I'm gonna say very controversial things on the show, but I'm gonna say another one. So, there is certain genres of music that I like my secular straight up. <laughs> And, yep. So corridos and cumbia. I like my secular music straight up secular, because because I feel like sometimes when when it's like Christian, bro, like bro, they be on some cheesy oh, stuff. You know, no, he's still thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, so it'd be it'd be it'd be it'd be cheesy sometimes. So so I like I like uh, my secular songs sometimes straight up. I'll send you. I'll send you some Christian corridos, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Me and the wifey were bumping some Ramon Ayala last night, so. so the same. So, <laughs> hey, okay, that that's fine, bro. Cause we Christians and Latinos, and I don't I don't see a a contradiction in that sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. So if you guys want to check out their music, see their music video, the show notes are gonna have the links. And when we're done recording this on Facebook Live. And on YouTube, I forgot to mention we on YouTube right now. So you can share this video on YouTube. But we will share it and we will give you guys the links to to all that. Some of you don't know what's happening. Kibasa is not for you anyway. Because this is for the Rasa. This is for the Rasa. Okay, how about, Caro, you want to start us off? I feel like I've been talking too much. We uh, are going to transition into our main topic, which we've like touched upon here and there. And it's about the importance of informing Latinos about our faith. And we have a couple of questions that we just want to go go through. And so I guess you 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 can pick amongst you all like who wants to like answer. Yeah. So the first question is why should we have podcasts like these targeting the Latino community? 
Well, I think it's important because uh, we don't got nothing like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Everybody has has a podcast for everything these days. There's a podcast for everything. But if you search even whatever podcast streaming platform, you're not going to find any real like Latino Christian representation. So I, I feel like we need some representation out there, not just for just Mexicans or, you know, whatever, but for all Latinos in general, you know, it's something that we can point to and be like, hey, the, this person knows where where we come from and the traditions that we hold to and we can speak Christ into those kind of uh, settings. So I think it's, uh, representation is a, is a big deal because not only that, because children that that if you're a parent, you have children, you need to be able they need to be able to see something like that also mm-hmm. and be like, oh, there's other people that are like me. that are Latino. They're Christian. And they're putting content out like that as well, you know? So, yep. So that's what this conversation is about, to clarify, because we had a couple comments. Jerry wants to know what the topic is about. Pam wants to know what the topic is about. So the topic, the main topic that, the reason why we're here today is we're talking about the importance of Latinos to know their faith. Yeah, that's, it's the perfect, it's the perfect um, topic because we have two podcasts here, Reform Raza and For Christ Cultura. And uh, this is kind of what we specialize in. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess we can discuss, like, why is it important for Latinos to know their faith? Justin was going to say like, something, that's actually. broad because, like, it's yeah. self-explanatory. But, like, I guess what when I was thinking about this, it's like, why is there a distinction between, like, Latinos and, like, white why is there a distinction between latinos why is there a distinction between latinos and white is that what you were saying yeah because i feel like like there's a reason why we're we're doing this right there's podcasts Mm -hmm. that are probably like way better led by like way way better like Okay, okay, you could explain. Yeah. No way better. I think we're awesome. Yes, we're the best. We have two of the best podcasts on the air right now. But just reaching, like, I guess maybe too deep theologically or, I don't know, there's, like, seminaries where that attract, like, ca- Caucasian prim- prim- primarily. And so... Yeah. Very well informed about their their faith. I'm not I'm not saying that's the case, but like, um, yeah, why Latinos? Uh, I, I say it's because of this. Because I, at least for me, most Latinos that not that I know of grew up in a in, in a Pentecostal church. So what we what we see, because I, I was a child, you know, growing up Pentecostal. Focus on what what the Bible actually teaches, more on the on the on the charismatic side or on the the fanatic side about it. But I mean, fr- from what I remember, it was just mostly about speaking in tongues or or, or falling over or jumping around, but not not so much as biblical doctrine being preached or getting informed or, or getting to know what the Bible really says. It was more of of, of a of a charismatic movement, Pentecostal yeah. movement, and so that's why I think it's important for the Latino movement. Latinos to get informed because this is what we're growing up and seeing and so we think that this is regular that this is what church is instead of actually digging into the scriptures and seeing what the Bible actually says yeah I, I would even say that, that Latinos are very traditional people 
So we like to hold on to tradition, even though like a lot of people w wouldn't say like they're holding on to a tradition. Latinos, we hold on to most, mostly to traditional stuff. And what, ha what has happened in Latino churches is that the charismatic movement, and I'm not talking down on there or anything like that, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying that we've held on to that tradition. And so when you come over to just like exegetical preaching, going, you know, verse by verse or driving out what the what the Bible says and not necessarily focusing on, on you know, the gifts of the spirit. And we want to just focus more on the on the, the biblical doctrines that come out of the scriptures. And I think that's a, just a, something that the Latinos mm -hmm. aren't really used to, you know, I mean, studying in and, and doing their, their 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 homework you know on, on the bible basically and learning doctrine in that way so i think i think tradition has to do a lot with it too yeah yeah that that, that, that uh, hold on that's actually connected to what jerry said right here he said i'm not sure how i feel about yeah. that i think what happened is that the reformation never really permeated latin america and that is uh, that is very true that is true yeah, historically, that is very true but go ahead justin I was going to say that, uh, well, uh, man, where I forgot I was going to, oh, okay. So basically helping Latinos know their faith. I think, it, I, I think it's the way that that was stated. I think it's best because a lot of Latinos and Hispanics or whoever, they grow up with this tradition of whether it be um, in Catholicism or Pentecostalism, but they already grow up. Most, most Hispanic families grow up in, in a type of faith where they know of Jesus, they know of um, the Virgin Mary, they know of God and, mm, and, and these um, various, you know, upbringings that they have, but the importance is helping them to see um, the truth because everyone mm. comes to, to the knowledge of, of some type of faith, but it's obscured and, and it's, it's, it's all traditional stuff. But then as we continue in these podcasts and as we continue even just just latinos grow becoming more biblical and sound in, in their understanding of the bible that they're able to help other latinos other people and reach out to to really help them to understand what it is they truly believe mm. or to help them to shape where the jesus that they thought they knew they they didn't really know fully and then they're able to show and say like this is the jesus from the bible yeah and 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 i think sometimes how, how i think Carlos, is you that mentioned the, the difference between the um, white Christianity and Hispanic Christianity. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes, a lot of times, um, Christianity is looked at the white man's religion. And and it actually has roots going all the way back to overseas. And I think that's going on even within the African community as well. Yeah. Is that they're reclaiming it because it started over there with them. It wasn't the white man's religion first. It was theirs first. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, it was a, a Jewish thing, right? We we all believe in in yeah. that Jesus was Jewish, and we have half of the Bible, and more than half, more than half, written by Jewish Christians. And so, yeah, bro, I've seen I've seen that. I think is very important because, like you guys said, you guys were talking about tradition. Whether that tradition is like some of the people in the comment, like Pam was saying that Spain. Um, did South America so Spain came to South America so the tradition that most of us come from is Catholicism yeah. and and so that permeated our culture permeated our countries took over and 
not in a nice way, not in a good way. They literally killed people. They did so many horrid things to our people. But, but even through that, people still got a hold of Bibles. People got to hear who Jesus was. And in some parts of it, I think it's a, it's a good thing because though we have a background of traditionalism, it gives us the ability to talk about Jesus to people, um, especially our people, more easy. Because it's not like a total foreign thing uh, to yeah. them talking about Jesus. So I remember one time I was I was studying like apologetics and uh, one of the people that I was studying, he was saying like, we got to prove God to the unbeliever. Like we have to do like the unbeliever, blah, 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 knows God. And like I was thinking like in my context, like I don't think I got to prove God to to like the people I talk to. I nah. think everybody that like from our context knows some form of God, some form of Jesus. Yeah, like um, we don't meet a lot of like Hispanic atheists. Yeah, at least I haven't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's all and it's all like it's all perspective, right? Because Pam over here was reminding us that we can't overgeneralize, and that is that is true because okay. because we all live in different cities. So I'm from Reno, Nevada. Caro is from Miami, Florida. You guys are from the OC in California. What cities specifically or different cities? Where are you guys from? Westminster, California. In Garden Grove, yeah. Yeah, Westminster. So we, we all have, we are from different states, have different perspective on this, but we are all united in saying that what we've seen and what we've experienced from the, the churches that we've been in have been very similar. Similar and negative mm -hmm. as far as this aspect of it that we don't know our Bibles. We don't know the gospel. We don't know who Jesus really is. We know of him, but we don't know. We've always heard Jesus, you know, Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life. Or we, yeah, you know, exactly. Jesus died on the cross. Like we have, we know those things, those general statements, but we don't know what those things mean. I, I've just read something that Jerry posted. He said, Latinos, for the most part, have separated faith from doctrine. Their faith is not informed by doctrine. It's, it's experiential. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I think that's why that's Ooh, what, with, with the podcast, what we try to aim to do, too, is try to make it more practical. Yeah. Um, mm, bringing doctrine and, and, and theological terms and, and, and just things like this where people would just think twice about even trying to look into. We try to make it more practical and... and and to help people to see it in the light where it's like, this is necessary for the faith. Yeah, like th these aren't high, abstract, big. I mean, they can be. And sometimes the way people present them might seem like these high, like on the shelf, big things. But honestly, like that's one of the reasons that we do the things we do too, is exactly. that these big theological concepts, these biblical truths, this doctrine that the Bible talks about is very, very practical and could be applied to us. And both of us, I think, Reform Rasa and For Christ Cultura do a good job of breaking that down and putting it in a bite-sized way where people that don't know the language, don't, yeah. you know, have a surface level understanding, can really look at these things and be shocked and like actually eat, like, you know, uh, take it in. Yeah. Uh, with it, so. It's a lot, it's work but it's good work 
because I mean, I mean, I don't know about about you guys, but I mean, for us, like, we've never taken any theology class. You know, all all yep. all all it does is just you know, reading the Bible, reading a book, using dictionary. You know, yeah. You know, just putting in work to try to understand these things, and and you know, I think we could stand as 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 a representatives of being able to say that you know what, like, if you're not able to afford the 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 college classes, you know, going to seminary and all that. Mm -hmm. we have our bible like like that's all we need it's just looking into it deeply and 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 trying to figure out some of these things there's resources out out. there's a lot of resources out there i want to ask you guys why do you think that is like why do you think that there is no resources for us like that because look like the traditions that i'm in okay so pam asked me or asked earlier on the comment feed like defines your thing as tradition Tradition means for me when I when I talk about tradition, I talk about branches of Christianity. That's what I'm talking about. So we all know, we've all seen it. We all live in cities where there's a Baptist church, a Lutheran church, an Episcopal church, a Pentecostal church, a Presbyterian church, a Reformed church, a non-denominational church. So when I talk about uh, tradition, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about different yeah. strands. And specifically historical strands of Christianity. Because nowadays everybody could start a church and start a movement. You got Victory Outreach. You got Calvary Chapel. You got different organizations that I would say are denominations without calling themselves denominations. Because that's what they are. I say that, bro, so many times that... You guys are a denomination. Victory Outreach is a denomination. Calvary Calvary Chapel is a denomination. Um, bro, bro, I would be saying that like the people that are most opposed to denominations ha- are denominational because if you have, if you're a church planting, you're planting churches based off your theology. So th- you're actually making a denomination. If you support that other church plant financially, you're, it's a denomination. The Victory Outreach and Calvary Chapels have churches all over that makes them a, de- a denomination because they're imposing, not imposing, but like they're teaching them. Uh, their way of, of doing things and their traditional backgrounds and it makes them a denomination. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, Yep. Because right? they function. Like, I would say because they function as a denomination, bro. Yeah. They function they like it without titling themselves. So, so, so yeah. all that to say is that's what I mean by tradition. So we all, I think, came out of Spanish speaking, mostly Latino Pentecostal churches. Am I correct yeah. in saying that? Yeah. yeah. I grew up Catholic. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, let me let me say that before that. So most of us was was born into the Roman Catholic Church. Yes. Most of Are us, we? number one. Oh. But. Huh? I said, but we, our families or whatever, by God's providence, we grew up the rest of our lives in, or at least dabbled in like Spanish-speaking Latino Pentecostal churches. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. You guys? Reform Raza? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you're all looking at the comments right now. <laughs> yeah. Trying to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about the people on this, on this panel right now. So that we're not yeah. saying all Latinos. We're, we're just saying the people here in our experience, this is where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, of course. So, so in that experience, why do you think, 
So we're not in different. We're not in that tradition. So why did you guys move then? I guess that's the that's the question. Why did you guys feel the need to be in a different church, in a different tradition than the ones you guys were raised up in there or were born into? Well, first of all, we grew up in a Christian home, me and Victor, and it was the Pentecostal tradition, right? So, but we strayed, you know, we went go do the whole straight thing for for a while, and then Victor got saved before me, and then he started going to to our current church right now, Streetlight Church. And just he started going, and then I started going afterwards. When I got saved afterwards, and that's 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 where we've been ever since. But I think when I when I got saved, like a year later, around a year after, I started really questioning about. And I say this a lot on our podcast, like why the cross? Like what does Jesus Christ crucified have to do with me? Now I really I really started pondering that question and started asking myself. And I try to think about it, like what what does this mean? Why does I believe that this event took place, but why does it save me? Why am I saved? Because Jesus died on the cross. And it's in going, trying to answer that question. And it's, it's when I realized the doctrine of justification by faith. And then that's when, when I realized, man, like, if this is all that I need to, to, to be saved, to, to believe on the imputed righteousness of Christ and, and have that, you know, transferred onto me. That's when everything switched. And so I've been, God's been good to me in the sense that he didn't let, really let me go to the funky stuff when I really got saved. You know, I got saved when I was 24 years old. He did, he kind of kept me from going to like the the Joe Olsteen side with Joyce Meyer and all those kind of, you know, mega church preachers. I didn't, I didn't really, as a baby Christian, I, I didn't really go into that. I kind of really went into sound theology kind of almost from the beginning of my, of my mm. walk with the Lord. And just growing into that, growing deeper into that is when I realized that all this other stuff that's being presented by these mega churches or just the whole charismatic movement, not that I'm not talking down on anybody specifically. I'm just saying in general, what I've seen on on on, on the mainstream is really funky, wonky, experiential kind of things. Like yeah. if you don't feel it then you don't have it. You know, talking about the Holy Spirit. And, and it's we'll, like, we'll, you, we'll, right, we'll get to why cool. that's bad right now in a minute. Because that's gonna we're going to talk about that right now. So yeah. hey. I'm yeah. going to go in on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's how I feel, you know, because I, 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 I kind of went in to some hard truths right from the beginning, you know. So I guess that would be hmm. uh, my answer. Huh? I think what led me was a Bible study that I was doing outside of the, the the lady that was leading this bible study was once part of the church and then she sorry my mom just came in <laughs> <laughs> yes so this lady was once part of the church then she um decided to step out of the church just because the teaching just wasn't aligning with what she was reading in the bible and she continued this bible study and i was i had signed up for it with my mom and so then I did that for like two years I stayed at the church and then I the things that I was learning in bible study at church like I wasn't getting that and so I just started noticing the difference with her I learned what grace was I learned what my sin was and then I just started like I think with her was when I truly understood like like I'm a sinner in need of a savior and God saved me by grace through faith like that's when all those things started making sense whereas at church it was like 
that wasn't really mentioned like the, thought like I didn't know what the gospel was like people if you asked me what the gospel was I would be like church or I don't know like being a good yeah. person doing my best yeah I don't even know I just I never got asked that and the like yeah so it was through that like bible study versus church that I was just like wait this is different this is not enlightening and then I was I went through something really difficult and so what I was getting at church wasn't helping me process what I was going through. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I just want to uh, reply to Jerry real quick. He says, I don't know if that's the issue. Most Pentecostals would affirm the imputed righteousness of Christ as their means of salvation. It's not the affirmations as much of the understanding of what those things mean. Um, I would say that I have never heard those kind of things. Me neither. Uh, never heard it before. Nope. You know what I mean? Even going Heck up, no. No, I never heard that. Happened, that's amazing. Yeah, if 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 you were around those kind of people, then praise the Lord. Yeah, yes. yeah. bro, praise the Lord. Because I even got tripped up on the word propitiation right from the beginning. I was like, "What does this word mean? I've never seen this word yeah. before." So that that that's a biblical word, right? That that's in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. right. That Romans that's why you got tripped out of it. Romans three twenty five, and and so when I started diving into those kind of things. And that's what led me into the imputed righteousness of Christ, studying those kind of things. Because Romans chapter 3 goes into Romans yeah. chapter 4. And so when you start yeah. deeper in those kind of things, it's like, what? It blew my mind, dude. So, like, I never heard this thing before. Never. So, so okay. So, so the, for the people who don't know what you're talking about, bro, because if, if, if I heard you, bro, before, I probably would not know what the heck you're talking about. So let's, let's define what you're talking about. What is the imputed righteousness of christ what are you talking about bro i'm talking about the imputed righteousness of christ we're talking about the perfect sanctified life that jesus lived and there was a a transfer when he went to the cross that perfect life was transferred onto me and my sin was put on jesus on that cross so it's a it's a switch it's a substitute christ christ's righteousness for my sin so when i stand before the Lord on on that on that day when I get to see him face face to face, he doesn't see me and my sin. He says the perfect righteousness of Christ mm. on me. So therefore, we are so because of Christ's I, work on the cross. I would some I'm, I would summarize it like this: We are not just simply saved by Jesus's death, but we are saved by Jesus's life. And Amen. let me explain that. So yes, Jesus's yes. death is very important. And absolutely, I stand with every Christian because every Christian believer would emphasize the death. The death yeah. was needed for payment of sin. But what we're talking about here is we're saying that not just his death was important when it comes to salvation, but it was his life that was yes. important. And all I would say all three, all three of us on here or f five of us, when we understood that, mm -hmm. that is what changed everything. Because, because I already, I we always knew, we always saw it in Catholic Church, Jesus on the cross. Or yeah. when I was like growing up Pentecostal, we always talked about Jesus died for your sins, Jesus died for your sins. And when I was in Victory Outreach, the same, I would always hear that Jesus died for your sins. But when I, when I knew that He came into this world to become man, to be a mm -hmm. substitute. And to live the perfect life, 
He had to be born under the law and fulfill the law in perfect yeah. righteousness. He had to be the second Adam. If the first Adam failed, failed God, Jesus came into the world to fulfill the law, to fulfill it. So he fulfilled the law and he died. And like, like you said, Martin, perfectly. And on that cross, why is that cross important? It's because... There was a transfer in that cross. So when yeah. Jesus was being condemned in that cross, there was a there was a switch, right? His life, his perfect life was given to me and yeah. my sinfulness, my everything that I've ever done in this world was given to him and God the Father condemned Jesus for his sin, for my sin specifically. I could say that. Yeah. Jesus yep. condemned him for my sin. And now, because I have faith in Jesus, then, then God the Father doesn't see me as, as that old Jonathan. Doesn't see me as little G from OGS. Doesn't see me as El Mujeriego that I was. But sees me, sees me as his perfect son, Jesus. Because his life was given to me and my life was given to me. So I am not the person from my neighborhood as I was, but God sees me and sees me clean, sees me blameless, sees me holy because of his son, Jesus, and because of the life and because of the death. So I know that was like that a, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what I said? I, I said, I say I said summary, but that was kind of like more than a summary. That's why we're here. Like this is like that's mind blowing and yeah. life altering. Like what you just yeah. said, like breaking that down and knowing like what those things mean. Mm. Because although yeah, they might be big words, they are in the Bible and they're broken yeah. down and it, it informs like why we believe what we believe it informs our faith and it gives it credibility it gives it like foundation yes it's 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 vital and so we all need to continue to grow in this and encourage our mm-hmm. our latino community to do the same yeah what are some of the consequences of not knowing our faith i think we've been so uh, us here in the panel we've been by Maybe not intentionally, but or unintentionally, we've been fed general statements, cliches, and yeah. mission. All right, I would say that in my context, mission. This this gospel of mission, like where your whole goal is to evangelize people, which is good, right? Mm-hmm. But that's that's as that's all you preach about. Yeah. And, and the way you evangelize people is by sharing your testimony. So that's, inf- that's, so the goal is sharing our testimony with as much people as we can. So people could come to church and grow our church, not knowing our faith, not knowing essential doctrines, essential teachings of scripture. I think one of the, the made, well, yeah, one good one is that it leads people to self-deception. They deceive themselves into thinking that, that possibly that, you know, oh, well, I go to church and that's pretty much it and I'm good. Mm. And instead of understanding the faith of why they even go to church, 
because I, I mean, the way I see faith is understanding God. I mean, or understanding more specifically why we are, why we call ourselves a Christian. Why we call ourselves a Christian is because He has justified us. He has adopted us. He is sanctifying us today, and that one day we will be glorified with Him. And so, when and so, a, a consequence of not knowing our faith is you're basically saying that I'm I'm ready to go to heaven, and you don't even know anything about God. You're going to go into heaven not knowing that really heaven is eternity with the Father. We're going to be with Him for all eternity, continuing to get to know Him because it's going to take all of eternity to continue to to grow in the knowledge of God. But then here on Earth, where 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 it's it's almost like, oh, okay, well I already have that ticket, I have that faith, I'm going to go to heaven, and that's it. It's like no, like don't you want to know what it is you believe? Mm. I mean, I I mean for me, before. Um, really asking myself some of these deep questions before even trying to get to know my faith, I was okay with Jesus died for me. But then looking back, I see how ignorant I was with just staying there and not wanting to get deeper, not trying to understand why his death um, mattered for me, why Jesus being born of a virgin, why he had to live a perfect sinless life for, for me. And I think when we are able to go back and, and, and actually look at our faith and we're able to grow in that and we're able to answer the why questions that people ask us. So it's no longer us evangelizing to get people into our church. Now it's we're evangelizing to tell people about the gospel. Mm, the and actual gospel, right? Comes after. Because yeah. something that Ramon was saying right here, testimony does not equal the gospel. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Amen. And and one thing I saw, you know, from being a, a baby Christian is that people would just share testimony. God did this. God did this. Look at this, man. He used to be a gangbanger. Now he's not. That's that's the power of God. And then they come to church. Mm. It was like, no. What, what changed this, man? Let us understand that so we could share that to other people so they may be changed as well. Yeah. Because yeah. we all, I, I, I bet, we know that other things apart from the gospel, have changed people's lives, right? Yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses change people's lives. Mormons change people's lives. AA changes people's lives. Lives, lives, yes. Like from I once was a gangbanger, I once was a drug addict, I once was felt with depression, but then I found yoga, drugs, and like you could insert anything and it could change people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what's the difference between a Jehovah's Witness ex ex game member and somebody that's a Christian, or somebody that just had a baby and married his baby mama, and now he's not, you know, a drug addict or locasea? So, uh, would, what's what's the difference right there? I would say assurance of, of of one's salvation, and I think that's a big one, especially in the Latino community, that we have this doctrine of you can lose your salvation. So when, when you look at Jesus, his work, his life, his death, uh, burial, resurrection, and then you talk about the believer in him, you have to come to one conclusion that you are secured in him. Because tomorrow, what's, what's to stop me from, from going back to my old ways? If I have this doctrine of, of you have to do what you have to do to stay in the Lord, then my focus is not on, on Jesus himself. It's on my abilities to stay in him. And if I focus on myself and my works, it's like David said, you know, my sin is ever before me in Psalm 51. You know, 
people who come to a true knowledge of God, the two things happen. Their sin is revealed to them, but then their the grace is revealed to them as well. Like, yes, I have done these things. And you know what? I fall short every day and I will continue to fall short every day. But Christ is working in me and he is constantly pruning out, you know, my flesh, pruning out those things that, that, that are not of him mm-hmm. and to focus on him more, on his work, and that he justified me not just uh, right now, but eternally. I'm safe in him. And we, we need to have a more understanding what it is to be secure in the Lord, to be secure on his work, to to believe that his work is enough, that Jesus is enough, mm-hmm. and he is able to not only save you, but to keep you safe. Because mm-hmm. if, if I'm, I'm focusing on myself, I'm going to stray. And, I, and and unfortunately, you do see that a lot of people, you know, backsliding or, or you know, you see them, you know, oh, they're on fire. They were speaking in tongues. They were doing all these kind of things. And then a year later or two, you see them, you know, with another woman mm-hmm. having a whole different family or on drugs or on the streets or something. It's yeah. because that security in the Lord is not really emphasized. You know, and I, I feel yeah. that that's a big one to, to, to know that we are assured in our salvation. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm of the, if I'm God's, I belong to him. And he wouldn't like in John 10, that no one is able to pluck us out of his hand. Mm. I think it's a good reminder for, for those that are looking for the assurance is when we looked at the cross or when we continue to look at the cross, not only should we see mm. the, the fact say that, 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 that he gave us his righteousness, but also to look at the other side too, what Christ took on himself which is our sin and our sin nature. And more than that, he took upon himself the wrath of God. So when we as, as Christians look to that and rightfully we should look to that and we should be reminded rightfully that, you know, I'm not going to stray away. I I, I should press on and I should endure. I shouldn't back down. I should continue in this, this, this race. So set before me because of what Christ has already taken on my behalf. Mm. He has taken my condemnation and the wrath of God that was poured out on him. And yeah. so when we're able to look on both sides of that coin, we're able to rightly move forward and continue in the faith. Hmm. Yep. Yes. Dang. Good. And yeah, I think as we're talking, like it, it's ultimately like pointing our eyes on the finished work of Christ rather than our eyes on us, which a lot of times like yeah. misinformed faith. It's looking at us because that's what we naturally do. And so, yeah, that's like a consequence like, and a benefit of being informed is that we get to look outwardly and not yeah. like within because within there's just yep. no hope. <laughs> and uh, just to plug plug ourselves, we, we had a whole episode on assurance. So if you, you, you want to hear more about that, go listen to our episode. I think it's episode number two on the second season is called you sure homie and yeah. it's talking about the christian and assurance and uh, yeah it's a, it's a dope episode that we had one of my favorites actually one of the consequences that i i see and kind of leads to our next next question that we have for you guys is one of the co- biggest consequences okay so people the reason why people need to know their faith and the consequences of people not knowing their faith is this is that in my experience i've seen abuse happen and tyranny and people getting abused from the pulpit from the leadership from whoever because they don't know their faith because they don't know their bible yeah so people go to churches and either whether it's legalism 
whether it's false doctrine straight up, these people were getting abused. And, and, and I think that's like damaging for your soul, not just your soul, but some people, some people even like that affects like their sp- physical, you know, cause abuse comes in all forms of ways, not just spiritual, but even <laughs> physical abuse. And some of that happens because people don't know their faith. People don't know their Bible. People don't know the essentials or, you know, they just trust these leaders or trust their leadership, whether they're apostles, whether they're youth pastors, whether they're uh, whatever. So I think that's the one of the biggest consequences is that I've seen abuse in the church because people don't know their faith. People don't know their Bible. I was I, We were actually talking about earlier this with, uh, with our pastor. He came over and uh, he's talking about like how people lift up the man over the scriptures. So we usually in those kind of congregations where people, you know, are more dedicated to who's on the pulpit than than the scriptures themselves. Yep. So they call they usually call the man the, the the God's anointed or the man of God or the the apostle whatever because they they think they have they have some sort of special authority from God to 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 say what he wants to say and every word comes from God to him like he they lift him up as as a prophet you know what I mean as someone of a man of God yep. and you, anyone who reads the Bible would be like well no we're all we're all one in the same kind, you know, in, in, in the faith, you know what I mean? Like, I have, I have the same access to the Lord as you do, you know what I mean? Mm. And so when, when you don't have, uh, when you have that kind of theology of this person is higher than me in the Lord, then God is talking to him, then I must submit to this person because mm. he's getting revelation from God. And, you know, consequently, it's almost Catholicism in the sense, you know, he becomes the Pope of the yeah. congregation. You know what I mean? So th- that's that's not biblical, right? Yeah, not. Yeah, that that that's not what the Bible teaches. Mm-mm. So you have these people that claim to be Christians in these pulpits. You have leadership in these positions abusing of people and using their power to do these, and people are just will go along with it because, like you said, that's the man of God. So I think yeah. the importance of of knowing the Bible is 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 to not, like the Scripture said, not be moved not be moved to and fro by any wind of doctrine, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're going to read that in, in a little bit, but yeah, that's what I think. What do you think, Caro? I don't know. I'm thinking like you just brought up like a thought because if we're, I feel like there's people that read the Bible and take it out of context and then will like use that to, present their case like yes i am an apostle i am a prophet and um there's verses that mention those words and so it's like Mm. taken out of context so like what in like what would what would be like a guide yeah so why does that happen i would say i would Um, say plain and simple just people need to read their bible if more people read their bible there wouldn't be any room for these types of pastors to continue. If mm-hmm. if people in their congregation were actually reading their Bible daily, not when the pastor is preaching, they would quickly see the fault in a lot of these, these pastors mm-hmm. in those settings, in those uh, big, large arenas. And, yeah. uh, you know, they, hopefully they wouldn't continue. No, Victor, you had something to say? No, yeah, I was going to say that. Every time that I preach or, or some of us who preach up in the pulpit for our services, 
we always encourage everybody bring a bible with you it's not simply yeah it's to hear but follow along with us so that if you see an error if you see something call us out on it i know i know for us in our congregation we're open if you see something that's not biblical call us on it if you see us doing something that's not biblical call us on it do whatever you got to do so that we will not no longer pasture. We're, we're very serious at, at that at our church, but I think it's it's very important for everybody to to dig in the scriptures and follow along with what the what the person is, is preaching, is saying, and is it aligned with the, with the word of God? Mm. It, it, is it biblical? Is it sound theology? Because if not, you're going to be, like you said, Jonathan, you're going to be easily tossed back and forth and, yeah. oh, this person, or no, that person. And so that is... It's gonna it's gonna be a heavy burden on you if you don't read your Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the scripture could be twisted to say whatever you wanted to say. Straight yeah. up. Straight up, it could be twisted to say whatever you wanted to say. And so if we understand that the Bible holds total authority over everything, over the pastor, over your leadership, that the Bible dis did dictates what truth is and what's yeah. right and what's wrong and if we hold the bible to the most standard the most highest standard then it is more easy for us to spot and to leave those kinds of places and i think that's why we we all you know are in the positions that we are now even even as victor as a preacher so he might have not grew up with that, but he's heard it, he's seen it, and now he uses that and knows what our our gente go through, and he says, no, like, you correct me. Like, you bring your Bible. If I say something that's wrong, then you you could test me, you know? And that's what yeah. the Bible says that the Bereans did when yeah, Paul went exactly. to go treat, preach, preach to them fools. He... He he opened up the text, and he was explaining it, and, he, and the Bereans were literally... Like going through the text and seeing, like, damn, like, is this food really saying what? It, what he's saying is it true? You know, is it true? Is that what Jesus said? Is that what God said? Is that what the Bible says? So we should be like those Bereans. Exactly. So yep, yep. He's like, I, I just believe in Jesus and that's it. Like doctrine, like divides. Like yeah, I mean, what does that help? Like okay, the atonement, the even other things. Like yeah, I, I sometimes the Holy Spirit in that doctrine. That's, that's something that I was here, you know. Where's the Holy Spirit manifestation? Yes. And things like, like, yes. 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 Yeah. So those are yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, and we're making so, like, a lot of times, like, we're losing just the privilege that we have in the gospel, like, the freedom that we have from what, the finished work of Christ, like, whenever it's not, like, we're not informed. And yeah, we miss out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's. So on this show, we got a segment called Theology for Your Back Pocket. We take the whole conversation that we're talking about and we summarize it and we put it in a bite-sized way that people could put in their pocket and they could take it and live whenever they need to apply it. They could pull it out of their pocket and remember this truth. So what do you want these people to walk away with? So in preparing for Theology for Your Back Pocket, I like the book that came to mind was Ephesians. It's absolutely my favorite book in the New Testament. And the reason why it's my favorite book, it's because it's Paul basically walking the Gentiles who have don't have the knowledge that the Jews have of the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, walking them uh, into like walking them and teaching them what it's like 
to be a believer basically they don't have like prior knowledge they have idols just like all of us just like the jews as well so he's basically just like breaking down christianity to them what it means to believe and like that's like the first three chapters and then the the, the last three chapters he's he's connecting those truths to living that out and so i guess just off the bat something that you can take away if you're interested in like just seeing the like a breakdown of like christian like what it's like to be a christian what does that mean informing like informing ourselves of our faith ephesians is an amazing book mm. and so a verse that like just uh, like yeah so i'm just gonna read a couple of verses and then like just share something so hold up <laughs> So it starts, praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavens. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So that by itself just like already tells us like we were chosen before the foundation of the world. So talk, going back to assurance, like we have assurance of salvation because it's not us who decided to like, oh, like. I believe and it was all on me no mm. like God um, chose us and it's him who like sustains us mm. say um, that to be holy and blameless in his sight um, in love he predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ for himself according to his favor and will to the praise of his glorious grace that he favored us in the beloved and then he goes down and talks about redemption through Jesus blood the forgiveness of our sins through grace and yeah so i just think in in what we're talking about like this book does a good job at just breaking down like our faith mm. uh, from like the beginning like and then he even says like you were in chapter two like he goes in, into detail about like who we were before like, christ before christ mm. and it's relatable because it's like who we are before christ and then like this is who you are now and so another thing is like identity like this touches up on a lot in identity of, and like our th like theology in informs our ident identity i feel like our identity is now in christ and that completely like just transforms who we are because we're new creation we're a new creation and so paul even goes into that so yeah I just wanted to leave the listeners with just like the book of Ephesians. That's I man, like that point that you brought up right now, I just wanna restate it because dang, just knowing you knowing and for the listeners to know that the context of this letter, like that Paul was writing to people who who didn't know their faith because they were never raised up in it. They came out of like straight paganism. They came out of worshiping idols. They came from a lifestyle that didn't know God. And like the fact that this letter is writing to those people and yeah. teaching them the faith. That's what he's doing. Teaching them the yeah. faith. And they were Gentiles. Yeah. You know, they were gent they're not Jews. So to us, you know, so that's that's great. Reform Brasa, mm -hmm. what, what would you say? Theology for your back pop pocket. How would you summarize this? Um Yeah, so I would, <laughs> I would say, man, um, Jesus is the the answer for every, the knowing of who Jesus is, what he did, 
his life, his death, burial, resurrection is all founded on on these biblical truths. And I think that justification by faith is a foundational doctrine that leads into other things. Because if we talk about the life of Jesus, you're going to have to ultimately come back to the incarnation. And from there, you're going to have to go back to the doctrine of the Trinity. And for you move forward, you're going to have to move on to propitiation. You're going to have to move on to sanctification, adoption, glorification. So justification by faith is the foundational doctrine for every every believer to be indulged in so that you can understand more clearly who you are, who God is, what's your hope, and and mm-hmm. what's your position. What's God's, what's Jesus' position as the right hand of the Father? Who are you in Him? It answers all the questions of identity. It answers all the questions of security. It answers all the questions of my response to what the, to the, what my response of the, to the gospel should be. It all starts with being justified by faith. And I would say, if you're going to if you're going to start to uh, dive into anything is to be to dive into the doctrine of being justified by faith hmm. i would say that yes yes Dope. something just to add like one last thing what helps me understand the word justification it's thinking just as if i never sinned just yeah. as if i always obeyed and mm. that's all because of jesus and mm-hmm. so that like transforms yeah Everything. It's the foundation that, that you build upon. Everything else comes from that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Amen. For sure. Yeah, just to hinge off of what you guys were saying in Ephesians, I, I think it's very important for us to understand our faith. And then also like in First Peter, how it says that we are his chosen nation, his holy priesthood, and you know, all the list goes on, but it's a summarize that yeah, we are in different backgrounds. We come from different races or wherever you may say, but Nonetheless, we are all part of the one body, mm. the one body of the church. And, and, you know, as much as we can continue to encourage the Latino community, Hispanics and, and everything, let us also remind each other, too, that we are all together. Oh, um, yeah, as, yeah. Yeah, as much as we're empowering our, our culture, let us also empower the oneness of the, of the body of Christ. Ooh. That we're all on the same. Yes. Yo, and... If you guys haven't listened to our episode in season one, Nida Kinira Ya, we really get yeah. into that, that uh-huh. uh, really specific thing that, yes, we are Latinos. Yes, we feel your struggle and we do this for nuestra gente, but we've been adopted and we've been included into a family that's bigger than us, that's bigger yeah, yeah. than America, that's bigger than time. We belong to a church that is multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-generational. Like we belong to this family. So I could call a white a white boy my brother. I could yeah. a, a, a black dude, I could say he's my brother. Anybody, mm-hmm. an Arab, whatever, you know, because we all were saved unto Christ. Ephesians chapter four, verse twelve, for the equipping of the saints of the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ till till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the statute of the fullness of the fullness of Christ. And then this is this is the verse that I want to emphasize. 14. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of the of deceitful plotting 
but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things uh, into him who is the head Christ. So God gave us the apostles, the writers of the New Testament. God gave us the Old Testament to edify us. He gave us these things, Latinos. He gave us the Bible. He gave us the, even like your pastor and people working in the church to give us edification and to have us stand firm on Christ. So when anybody comes and gives us some kind of weird doctrine, some kind of weird fault, we could stand firm on our own two feet. So he's given this to you, believer, Latino. He's given this to you. So go read it. Go study it. God has been faithful and we even have church history. We have men of God through the centuries from different ethnicities, different back times that God has spoken these same truths and has given them in this package, which is the scriptures. So go study, go read and really dive into these biblical truths. So, yep, that's my theology for your back pocket. So go get your Bible, read it. There's so many resources. I would like to do a couple things before we leave. Number one is Reform Rasa. How could they find you? Tell Hit us, us up on uh, Instagram. We're at Reform Rasa on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean, Anchor, any podcast streaming platform. You guys can find us right there. Reform Rasa Podcast. You can send us an email, reformrasa at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes. Just have a biblical text to mm-hmm. rebuke us. <laughs> yeah, no feelings. <laughs> Dope. Dope. Caro, you want to kind of tell us where they could find us? Yes, you can find us anywhere you stream podcasting. So Apple, I think Anchor. Is that we do. Yeah, we have Anchor, yeah. Yes. Spotify. Follow us on Spotify, yes. Follow, Follow us on Instagram as well. Connect with us there and Facebook. And do you have the number? Yes. And you could call in. So like we love to interact with you guys as with you guys, as you guys could tell, we've been interacting with the comments, but you could also leave a voicemail. And if you want us to pick up any topic, if you have questions, anything, you could leave us a voicemail. And the phone number for that is uh, 775-391-0704 or in the show notes of the podcast there's going to be a link for an it's like an anchor voicemail and you don't even got to call. You just click the link and it just pops up. You use your phone and then you can record it and that's it. So this was the first crossover episode. It was so dope to have you guys on for finally for the, you know, finally we made this happen. And, and yeah, so, and then one of the other things I want to say is that we're, we're, I'm going to do. We're going to do for Christy Cultura and hopefully I'm going to talk to you guys after this, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to speak this into existence right now. Um, (laughs) Hey, I say controversial things on here. Okay. So we are going to do a contest. Okay. For our people, for people from our, our, our gente, your gente and whoever wants to listen. I want to do a contest where we will give you some books and two of the books that, 
have crossed my mind right now. Speaking of this, this whole subject, it's all tied together. I would like to give you a book, both of them by R.C. Sproul. One of them that is called Everybody is a Theologian. Mm-hmm. First book. And the second one is The Truth We The Truths We Confess. So mm-hmm. I want to do a giveaway. Uh, a giveaway between Reform Raza and For Christ's Cultura to... And we'll do we'll do some kind of giveaway if you guys are down for that. So stay tuned. We'll we'll promote that on our IG, on our Facebook, yeah. and we'll have that for you guys. So yeah. Once again, and thank you for listening to another episode Ooh. of For Christ y Cultura. Viva la raza! And this is King, y'all. So that's right. I'll leave you guys with I'll leave you guys with with a dope song that has been really fe- feeding oh, yeah. my soul. Swoop the genius. Yeah. I remember when the prophets talk with kings about when they go to battle or interpret in a dream. And nowadays the king function mostly as a meme with the prophets facing cancel culture, forcing them to leave with them. Weak minds, the controller is gorilla grot. Now your favorite worship leader isn't really feeling God. Ain't no churches in the wildlife, it's churches in a soundbite. Your best bet is searching for the childlike. Uh, ain't no sketches for it, complicated metrics for it. All that's really left is just a multitude of skeptics for it. So let's clear this up, we buried in the void. Most of us can't recall when we last felt joy. Yeah. So when you last felt joy, when your faith took root and you bursting out the soil, I'm suggesting that nothing really changed. The power that we looking for is captured in the name, yeah. Man, it's something about Yeshua. Hey, yo, I'm comfortable with mystery. Cause I know he who holds the future. And I know all that good that he's been to me. We live, we go, we pray, we hope. We scared, we trust that this will never fail And we give, we cry, those tears We won't forget those years It's you ain't never fail So we live, we go, we pray, we hope We scared, we trust that we won't never fail We give, we cry, those tears We won't forget those years It's you ain't never fail Yeah, yeah, and you ain't never fail We won't forget